This episode of Ticket Reaper is brought to you with I'm not even gonna try. I'm not even gonna try to like figure out something else. It was gonna be HDR, and I was gonna make a joke about how you can't see anything when something is in HDR, especially if you're watching it on TV. HDR is really great if you're if you have like no light coming into your room. But HDR, I I've watched multiple multiple movies that I love in HDR, and they just look dark. Like, I see what you're trying to do here. It looks more natural because light doesn't do that. But at the same time, hey, buddy, I can't see anything. Okay? But then I screwed up the intro. Uh, so we're just going to leave it because who cares? It's not that serious. Welcome back, welcome back. If you're new here, welcome to the Ziggy Ripper Podcast. My name, as always, has been Kamin Abraham, uh, last name. I'm not going to dox myself. I need to stop doing that. <laughs> it's just say rolls off the tongue. Uh, your great, uh, your uh, greatest host, the, the, the humblest host of all time. Uh, <laughs> I messed it all up, man. I messed it all up. We, we, we beefed it. We beefed the intro, but that's okay. Let's get started. Um, man, I haven't done trailers of the week in a while. It, I think it's just mainly because of the fact that trailers aren't really slapping lately. There's nothing really exciting going on. All the movies are starting to come out is what's going on right now. Um, so we're going to talk about some movies. Um, so this is kind of a trailer, I guess, but, uh, I didn't watch the trailer because I'm honestly just fed up with this movie. Uh, but, but like, <laughs> yo, Top Gun Maverick, what the hell? I thought this movie released in 2019. What's going on here? I think I've talked about this like three times already. Yo, Top Gun, what's going on here? At first, it was supposed to come out in like 2020. Then it was supposed to come out in like 2021. And now it's coming out in 2022. It, the popularity is decreasing. It's coming out May 27th. Bro release it now you've had so long to get it done release it now okay nobody here's the thing about it you're doing what what the black widow did for itself as well nobody cares anymore believe it or not but i've been okay with another top gun movie since 1986 nobody cares anymore buddy <laughs> nobody cares you, how much is this movie costing them to make dude Let's look at the, at the specs. Um, it's not even telling me. It's not even telling me how much it's costing because it's going to cost. This is going to be the most expensive movie of all time. They've got like jets just sitting in the middle of nowhere for like months and months and months. Just in case uh, Tom Cruise wants to reshoot one of his one of his scenes. I don't know if that's true or not, but it, it, it the movie has been in post-production since like 2017. <laughs> It's not been that long, but it feels like it, dude. That movie has not released through an entire pandemic. How many people do you think are actually going to go watch Top Gun Maverick, bruv? How many people? Like, sure, you're going to get the oldies. You're going to you're, you're gonna get every last fogey 
who has some crumb of patriotism left inside of him going to the go, going to the movie theater lining up at their AMC paying their paying their money with the little popcorn saying oh, I'm really excited to see Ed Harris <laughs> doing that thing they do <laughs> you, you, they, they they ask for a medium drink and it's like 47 ounces because America's disgusting and they're like oh that's way too much uh and then they they fill it up all the way and drink like three sips dude it's disgusting how little people drink out of the cups that they get i went to i went to i made the mistake uh because i'm trying to i'm trying i'm trying to cut back on uh on drinking you know the sugars um i went to panda express and asked for a medium drink because i like normally like because I'm a, I'm a chubby boy i get the large because i'm a chubby boy and i was raised wrong uh <laughs> mom and dad i'm so sorry i didn't mean it i didn't mean it <laughs> Um, I meant that I was raised to get, I'm getting my money's worth. And when I see it's like, yeah, you can get a small for $2, a medium for two fifty, or a large for two I'm like, you, you have to be out of your mind. If you think I'm not going to get like what a quarter more liquid for just like a little, like a quarter, you you're out of your mind. If I'm not gonna get twelve more ounces of liquid in my body for a quarter, you're that's a whole bottle. And so I was raised uh, trying to get my my money's worth out of people, and then sure enough, I got my money's worth, and so did my gut. Uh, <laughs> but um, it, it dude, I got a th- I, I got a medium because I was thinking like mediums growing up. Medium to me is 22 ounces. Me that, that like that's the like normal the 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 regular amount that that I would imagine like you drink in a medium cup. People are giving 32 ounces now. That's a whole 10 ounces more than I thought I was getting. Now I'm driving home with this cup that's too big for my cup holder and it's like flopping around because my cup holder doesn't hold it and also the weight. Dude, cup holders are ridiculously designed especially for the cups that we have nowadays. Cup holders give you three inches of depth to hold a a foot long cup of soda <laughs> how is this supposed to stay in here hey yo car designers the science doesn't math okay buddy okay so i'm just sitting there uh i i drank like maybe i want to say half of it if even that much because I'm, because I'm trying to cut back, but also just recently, like Papa's stomach can't handle sugar anymore. I switched to those H E B waters hashtag uh, or not hashtag, but shout out H E B waters hashtag H E B water. Um, yeah, I guess I did use a hashtag, and I I'm like I'm not as I'm so much more sensitive to sugar now. I literally I drink I drank half of that 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 medium cup, which now that I realize it, I wasted my extra you know what fifty cents or something that I paid for it. Um, but I drank half of that cup and dude, I swear to you, I swear to you, it it felt like I was on like Molly or something. I was just like, it was like I was drunk. I was fumbling through the, 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 the the apartment and just like going back to my, my, my bed. Like I could hear the pursuit of happiness going in the background. Um, like it was in project X or something like that, man. Nuts. Sugar's nuts. Uh, but yeah, um, 
what was I talking about? Oh yeah, old people, dude. They order these drinks because probably because they they're thinking the same way I am. They're thinking I'm getting my money's worth out of this drink. I'm gonna be sitting for three hours. I'm gonna drink all of it, and then they drink literally a quarter of it. I I've watched an old man when during a movie, um, because I'm creepy, but also because I was bo- the movie was boring. I think it was like. I forgot what movie it was. I, I remember one time I was going to go watch like the book club or something like that. Cause I had AMCA list and I didn't care, <laughs> but I remember watching a movie and I was, I was bored. And so I just like, I was monitoring some dudes like uh drink intake. The guy drank like five times out of a two and a half hour movie. And I was like, yeah, that dude, that dude wasted his money. Um, You could literally sneak in. A sh- like uh, a, a shot of Coca-Cola and that's what that guy drank. Um, yeah, but yeah, Top Gun Maverick. What the hell are you doing, man? Nobody cares anymore. Oh, oh, oh. Tom Cruise. K. Miles Teller. K. Ed Harris. K. Val Kilmer. Are you still alive? Val Kilmer. Are you still alive? As Iceman. Oh, my God. <laughs> Val Kilmer as Iceman? Come on, bruh. John Hamm as Cyclone? <coughs> Monica Barbaro, because they can't find another Latina hot chick or hot chick. They just this is this is her every single time. Nope, nope, it's not her every single time, but they 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 just use the same they use the same basically every Latina hot chick that they use in movies is just the same. It, it looks exactly this. It, it it they're all based. Here's here's how they're based on. They're all based on uh, the chick from uh, uh, the chick from uh, what's it called? The Da Vinci Code. <laughs> every every girl. This might be the chick from Da Vinci Code. Every Latina hot chick is based off of that girl. Latina uh, um, Ana de Armas, the one from uh, Baby Driver, this chick. Uh, they're all this. They're they're not all the same person, but they're all based on that. They're just like we. It's it's like uh, right now, Ana de Armas is, uh, you know, she's up there or um, it started with like Penelope Cruz. They were like, yeah, we need a Penelope Cruz. But then Ana de Armas came along. They're like, yeah, we need we need an Ana de Armas. And now she's up there, on uh, you know, up there on the top. Um, and I mean, not not saying Penelope Cruz is like dropped down or anything. I think she just went to the Oscars for something. Um, I don't know. I didn't keep up with the Oscars. If you keep up with the Oscars, then all you're doing is just saying, hey, Hollywood, I would like to know what Hollywood would like to nominate. I don't care. Oh, what's Tom Cruise going to nominate, I wonder? Who's going to... Oh, what's Tom Cruise going to nominate for for Best Visual Effects? Maybe the movie that hasn't released in five years. <laughs> um, But Monica Barbaro, which, uh, like, I'm just going to say this. Uh, Barbaro? It, it looks like it just says Barbaro. I'm pretty sure that just... I don't know what that means exactly, but I, I'm pretty sure that means like... Ah, oh man, I forgot the word for it. And then I'm, now I'm just talking. Now I'm just talking and I'm not making any sense. Um, but anyway, they're all based on the same person. Um, which is the chick from... Uh, <laughs> I guess you could call it Penelope Cruz or you could call it the chick from... Uh, from, uh, from uh, um, What's the, the movie's name again? Da Vinci Code. Da Vinci Code. Uh, Jesus' long lost descendant. Uh, who is like the savior of the universe. Um, I don't know why that was such a big deal. It's like, you are Sangreal. You are Jesus's descendant. I'm like, cool. Do a magic trick. Let me see you do something. Oh, what's that? God didn't hand down his powers genetically. Oh, dang. Must mean none of this meant anything. Oh, we found the long lost descendant of Jesus Christ. Okay. 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 
if, if I go up to Steve Jobs' child and be like, yo, how do I fix my iPhone? My iPhone, my, my, my iPhone's doing this weird thing. How do I fix it? She'd be like, or they'd be like, I don't know. I'd be like, why? And they're like, I'm, I'm not Steve Jobs. I'm like, oh, yeah, huh? Okay. So what was the use in this whole movie? <laughs> the, the, the Da Vinci Code. What was the use in this whole movie? Oh, we found the long lost uh, bloodline of Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thanks, I guess. I don't know. Um. Oh, my God. I'm 12 minutes into this, and I have only talked about the fact that Top Gun Maverick hasn't released in two years, and nobody cares anymore. I don't even watch the trailer anymore because they're all the same. It's Miles Teller shirtless doing that fist pump thing. It's some. It's uh, it's it's um, Jennifer Connelly. She's hot as hell looking up at the sky because her you know Top Gun uh, husband or some, something like that is going to die. Uh, there's probably going to be millions of Goose references. Who knows? Uh, I know that there's a dude named Goose in the old one or something like that. Uh, Val Kilmer's probably gonna say some 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 cool stuff like I'll see you in the sky, brother. Um, you know, obviously Tom Cruise is going to put his life at risk just to save himself a little bit of money on hiring a stuntman. Um, the VFX are probably gonna be incredible because there are no VFX. Because Tom Cruise is like, I got an idea. Right now I'm brainstorming. Let's put a camera on a jet and just fly it. Tom Cruise is nuts, dude. Tom Cruise, you're not even on drugs. I wouldn't even say you're on drugs. Tom Cruise, you're just a freak, bro. You're just a freak who's going to die one day, Paul Walker style, on set. And that's a, that's a dark, that, that's not even a joke. Paul Walker didn't even die on set. Paul Walker died in a car. How nuts is that? That's like some sick, like satanic, uh, like uh, comedy. That's like, and when I say satanic, that's like something Satan came up from heaven himself or up from uh, hell himself and did. That's something he did. He was like, "How funny would it be if Paul Walker, the guy who drives cars in movies, got killed because some idiot driving a car with him in it just wrecked." nuts dude that's just that that's not even ironic that's just like horrendously like there's that's not a coincidence man that's uh what we call the opposite of divine intervention what is it like i don't know but anyway top gun go to hell morbius oh what what more morbius sony's uh next weird uh try at uh getting a marvel universe going is not doing well what? Sony trying to, to piggyback off of Marvel's success by making their own garbage universe isn't going well? What? What? Popularity 20 is, is, is it number 27? The IMDb rating is at 4.8 out of 10? What? 37 Metascore? No. Oh. Those trailers looked so good. You know what's really funny? The first trailer actually did look kind of okay. It looked good. I was excited for it. Then I saw the second trailer and I was like, this isn't going to be all right. And now I'm seeing all the trailers and I'm just like, hey, yo, this sucks. One thing I'm starting to realize is in something I think we as a society need to start to realize is Jared Leto ain't good. Jared Leto's nuts, dude. He... Jared Leto, why is he in so many movies now? 
this is the lead singer from 30 Seconds to Mars. He was, here's what I will say. He was fantastic in uh, Silver, or not Silver Linings Playbook. That was a different movie. Uh, he was fantastic in Dallas Buyers Club. That's like back when the Oscars was like, I could still agree with them. But he was insane in Dallas Buyers Club. But then after that, all the, he sucks. And like, obviously, I mean, like, I, I probably couldn't do half the acting he is, but like, Half the time, I'm just like, is he acting or is he just doing weird stuff? But he's not. He's he. It, Jared Leto is a little big for his britches, not in the sense that he thinks he's all that. But Jared Leto, Academy Award winning actor Jared Leto has this weird thing where he gets when I say he's too big for his britches, he gets way too into it. But like he gets so far because like you, you take actors like Daniel Day-Lewis, who I think is. I think he's problematic. I don't know if Daniel Day-Lewis is problematic, but you look at Daniel Day-Lewis and you're just like, this dude's got some. This dude's got some. Like, I don't like this dude for some reason. But at the same time, I mean, he's a great actor. If you haven't seen There Will Be Blood, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, he was nuts in There Will Be Blood. And he, Daniel Day-Lewis, has perfected what I, uh, the, the method acting like, uh, the mindset of like, oh, I'm going to put myself in this character and I'm going to just like uh, th you. There, but there, when you do that, when you like when you put uh, I, I'm gonna, I, like you put yourself in that um, that mindset of that character, there is a fine line, um, especially with zanier characters. There's a fine line you have to ride um, and you have to stay on that line. Otherwise, like on one end, you're just dull on the other end. You're a cartoon character, bro. It's why Jared Leto's Joker didn't hit. Is because, like, especially after, like, J when Jared Leto's uh, Joker came along, the previous Joker we got was, um, and this is actually going to come into play for the Batman conversation we're going to have here in a second as well. But um, Jared, when Jared Leto's Joker came along, um, the problem was that we had just gotten one of the best Jokers of all time. We had just gotten uh, Heath, but Heath, um, like his Joker was more, I would, weirdly, I would say more grounded in like reality in the sense that like he was a believable character. Like obviously he wore like makeup, but you, when you're looking at him and when you would hear him talk, you didn't hear just some dude like, oh, anarchy. He, like he felt sick. He felt like demented and it just, it, there was a, a weird like mystery around it because like normally the Joker's just like, oh, I'm a crime boss and I'm kind of nuts. I'm a little off the rails. Um, but also like, you know, uh, but also I, I have this like, you know, normally it's like a skin defect or something. He was like doused in bleach or, or like he fell in a, a vat of bleach or something like that. And with Heath's uh, Joker, um, there was there was a very little of that. Like he wasn't a crime boss. Like he, the, you, like obviously he had like henchmen and stuff. But for the most part, it didn't feel like there was dudes walking around like, ah, uh, yeah, don't worry, the Joker will get him or anything like that. He wasn't a name. Uh, like he wasn't like a mob boss or anything like that. He wasn't respected as an equal. He was feared um, because of his like 
just how erratic he was, just how like unpredictable he was. Um, and so, and there was a lot of mystery surrounding him and I'll talk about more, more about that here in a little bit, but the problem with Heath or with uh, Jared Leto's Joker is that Jared Leto, he wanted to like, obviously you can tell that he wanted to, he wanted to go the more the route of like, um, uh, like we're going to play this more of like the crime boss, but also he's like, he's like a crime boss. That's a little loose. Like he's a little, uh, off the rails a bit. Um, which is cool. Like the, I, I think that, that would have been a good idea, but he went too far. He was like, yeah, what if he was like, cool though? Like, what if he was like, like, like it takes the inspiration of uh, the mob boss Joker, like from the cartoons and from uh, Jack Nicholson. And it takes it to like, I would say a more modern level where he's just like riding Ferraris, all that kind of stuff, which is cool. But he went too far with it. It got to a point where he was just like, it was too zany, if you know what I mean. Like, it, it, it didn't feel like a joker. I didn't feel afraid of him because he was nuts. I felt afraid of him because it felt like he was just, like, this weird, like, Puerto Rican mob boss. That's the best way I can describe it. Like, it felt like I was I was encountering a a Malaysian, cr like, crime syndicate. Um, the, 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 the shirtlessness, the suits, just how swaggy he was. It felt, there, that's what it was. It was too much swag. Versus like Jack Nicholson's Joker, like sure he like you know dressed nice and all that kind of stuff, but it was still it was theatrics is what it was. With this Joker, it felt like it wasn't theatrics. It felt like it was like like it felt like he was just a gangster, you know. It felt like he liked he genuine. It wasn't just like oh this is a character that I'm doing because I'm zany and I'm crazy. I'm the Joker. It felt like he was like, nah, this is just, this, this is how I be, you know, which I, I don't know why, but I always think, I always thought that the Joker was conscious of himself. He wasn't like insane in the sense that like, like, um, the, I mean, now that we're in the Joker conversation, the Joaquin Phoenix Joker, I think that's the way I always thought of the Joker is that he knew that there was a, a there was a, a side of him. Um, there was a human inside of him. There was a normal person inside of him and he abandoned that person. He knew that between the choice of being who he was and being the Joker, he chose the Joker. It was a choice. And then choosing that descended him into madness because he, he refused to ever like, you know, swap in between the two. Um, it was like a split personality disorder, but then he just decided like, nope, it's one personality and kills, uh, the, uh, the 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 former self, whereas Jared Leto's is just like no, I was born this way. I'm sick in the head, but also I'm a crime boss, and and it's it, it that just wasn't as interesting, and it was too zany, you know. It, it was too weirdly that was too real. Like it was just it was too real, but it's not a character that I would say is a Joker. The Joker for me personally is supposed to be somebody who's like like it's. That's what that's what Heath did so well, and that's what uh, um, Joaquin did so well. Um, or Joaquin's Joker was that's why it was so good is because it's it's tangible. It's a real character that you can like imagine, but not something we've seen. Jared Leto, it felt very very like it. It felt common. It felt like something I could actually. Like I have actually seen before, like it felt like he just went to Dubai, but then like also he went to like Thailand and Japan and like just enjoyed their culture. 
it, it felt like he was a Fast and Furious character. That's all. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't think Jared. I don't think Jared Leto is as good as we say he is. And then obviously, like you know, nobody applauded his uh, his uh, his uh, the pizza pie uh, acting in uh, in what's it called the. Uh, the House of Gucci. I didn't even watch The House of Gucci. That just seemed uninteresting. Oh, I'm going to watch movies about clothes I can't afford? Eh? Okay. All right, thanks. Yeah. Um, I don't understand the whole, like, oh, look at the brand. It's uh, Let's pay thousands and thousands of dollars just for this brand. I'm like, hey, man. You know the reason they pay for you pay so much for these brands? Is because some of these people make this clothes by hand. You know what that tells you? A couple YouTube videos. You could probably, and you know, some fab, some fabrics and stuff like that. You could probably make this yourself. You don't have to pay thousands upon thousands of dollars. You could have that look homemade. <clears throat> Sorry, I just got spit in my throat. And yet, for some reason, we're just like somebody out there was just like, nah, I'll pay this dude $20,000 for a bag. Okay. But don't make movies about it. Don't shove it in my face. I don't care. I'm not wearing Gucci. <laughs> I'm not, I don't, I, I, but also, like, half of the stuff ain't, I don't know. That, I don't have style, but hey, man, whatever. Gucci, do it. Do it. You're Gucci. Um, it's all just a, it's all just a, a, a status thing, I guess. How long, how far into this are we? 25 minutes. And I've talked about the Jokers. So kind of, we're kind of on topic. Um, the Batman. So this episode, Jesus, way into the episode. This episode was supposed to be entirely about the Batman. What, but, well, you know, well, this is good. I, I got some of the Joker stuff out of the way. Um, so if you have not seen the Batman, uh, I would recommend pausing this podcast and coming back to it once you have seen the Batman. Uh, it is going to release on April 12th. So here, what, uh, a couple weeks. Um go for it go for it watch, watch it on a on hbo max um it is in theaters though i went to go see it uh on a uh i i go to th the theaters way first first showing of the day because a the popcorn is better and b there's nobody there so you don't have to like bada bing you don't have to worry about people being there uh it was me and like five people the theater broke if they paused the movie and then they resumed it and it was way later in the movie and i was like hey yo son rewind that huh and they did they rewinded the movie for us <laughs> it was nuts dude that's the second time i've been to an amc theater and the theater breaks on me it's i don't i don't even understand that um but for the first time it was cats so that was god intervening uh, so that i didn't have to watch cats in theater and i could get my money back uh, but this time I didn't get my money back because I liked the movie and I got, you know, it, it was cool to have an intermission in the middle because I did need to pee and get some popcorn. Um, but yeah, I watched the Batman um, and here's, here, it, it, I'm not going to sit here and act like my thoughts on these movies are, 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 are like are the best on the planet because they're not. I didn't go to film school. I don't, I, I mean, I, I watch a lot of movies. So, you know, I know a little something, something. But also, I'm not a crazy movie dude in the sense of like, I don't have a letterboxed. I don't, I don't have, I don't write like critic reviews. I just sit here and talk about them. And you know what's weird? For me, that makes me better than everybody else. 
because you, do you want to really sit there and listen to some guy analyze everything? Oh, I went to school. Hollywood taught me what a good movie was, all that. Or do you want to hear a dude who really knows what a good movie is? Uh, um, okay, so right off the bat, um, the big thing, obviously, how was Robert Pattinson as Batman? He's great. He's great. He's fantastic. He looks good in the suit. He plays the uh, the character of Batman extremely well. Uh, I thought, you know, even the parts where he was Bruce were really good. Like his acting, he was doing a very good job at it. I loved that it was more of a like detective movie than it was uh, a, like a superhero movie. I, it, there's a there's a bit of a weird like um, like Ben Affleck's Batman. That's just like it was it was a weird like Iron Man level of Batman versus this feels a lot more on the ground, which on one hand, like um, is nice because, uh, um, you know, we had Christian Bales, which was definitely more on the ground. Uh, he had a lot more insane tech, I would say, than this Batman had. Um, but one of the things I liked is that to circumvent that, because like Normally Batman, like when you think of Batman, you think the technology, you know, you think the, 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 the crazy gadgets and all that kind of stuff, which he still had stuff on here, but it felt more like, I, I guess it felt more real in the sense that like the tech he was using wasn't too far fetched from what we have now. Uh, it wasn't too insane to think about. Uh, it wasn't, oh, we turned everybody's phone into a sonar. Uh, it was, you know, oh, I got a little camera in your eye or something like that, um, which I mean, like nanotech is out there, people. If you don't think that people have cameras in their eyes, you're probably nuts. Um, and yet he still uses like a tiny little like Bluetooth like headset to talk to people. I'm like, yo, bro, you got a camera in somebody's contact lens, but she's you're still going to give her a, like a Jaybird to shove in her ear. <laughs> you're still going to give her an Apple AirPod to shove in her ear. Um <laughs> Um, but I liked that it was, it, it felt more like a detective movie, uh, like a crime movie than it did, uh, than it did a, uh, a superhero movie, which actually like in order to, that's what I was trying to say in order to circumvent the fact that it's not, it's not like you're not focused on the techie and like the gadget and like the superhero side of Batman. You're focused on the fact that this dude genuinely, like it, it was like, um, one of the ones that I've compared it to before it's, it's like, uh, Z the Zodiac. Um, there, if there is a lot, uh, of Zodiac, um, I would say inspiration that I felt, uh, in this movie, uh, in just like the, the pacing of it, the theme of it, um, it felt very Zodiac, um, which I think like the Riddler in this one was definitely inspired on, uh, on the Zodiac for sure. Uh, he does like the, you know, like the, the codes and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, Batman, you know, figures it out with Alfred. Alfred was good. I would have loved to see Alfred, you know, beat the hell out of somebody. Cause Alfred was, um, was, uh, what's his name? Andy Serkis. And if you don't know Andy Serkis, he's an incredible actor, um, visually and like acting and, and physical, but like the dude should have five Oscars right now that I can name off of. Um, but because the Oscars are just ridiculous and don't mean anything, they have refused to give Andy Serkis the Oscar that he deserves. Andy Serkis should have five Oscars right now. And that's not even a joke. That's like legitimately not. Does he have an Oscar yet? Let's see. Let's see if Andy if Andy got an Oscar yet. 
And I'm not even talking like, oh, Oscar for like visuals or anything. No, no, no. This dude should have won. Um, this dude should have won Oscars for acting. He should have been best actor of the year multiple times. Yeah, they've never even nominated him. Can you believe that? They've never even nominated him. Can you believe that? Andy Serkis gave us gave us Smeagol, Gollum. Andy Serkis gave us uh, King Kong. Andy Serkis gave us uh, gave us. Let's see what else he gave us. Oh, oh my God! Andy Serkis gave us Caesar. Andy Serkis uh, gave us. Let's see, actor. Here we go. Uh, we're just gonna find a run a bunch of stuff. Oh my gosh, this is so nuts. Andy Circus gave us um man, he's been in a lot of stuff. You really don't even notice how oh my gosh, he's Andy Circus gave us Captain Haddock. Dude, it's it's this weird, disgusting uh thought that just because it's a voice actor or just because it's a motion actor, which Andy Serkis, that's his, that's his shtick, is that he is, um, he should have gotten, um, an Oscar for Gollum in all three movies, honestly, but here's the thing about it, is, like, the Oscars have this really, like, weird, it's almost a, like, this weird idea that just because you're, you're physically not in there means that you're not, you, you it, it wasn't acting, or you weren't, uh, you're not, you're not worthy of that award. I will tell you right now, I don't even know, I don't know all the movies that came out during, uh, you know, the, the Lord of the Rings, like, um, time, but I can tell you right now, nobody, nobody acted as hard and as perfectly as Andy Serkis did. The, the, the motion of his face, um, that's, that's his shtick. No, the motion of his face is not like just fully animation. It is his face they use his movements as reference that's why he is one of the greatest actors of all time is because the the, the emotion the, the 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 gestures of his face that you see in the fin the finished product um that is andy circus moving his face that is his facial expression the the way he the the, the way he is like hunched over the way that he's in there it's not a voice actor that is Andy Serkis on set in a leotard, hunched over, making that voice in front of all these actors. And he's able to act that well. Caesar, that dude had to learn how to be a, a, a chimpanzee, dude. The, 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 the second, um, the um, Rise of the Planet of the Apes and War for the Planet of the Apes or sorry, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes and War for the Planet of the Apes. Some of the best acting I've ever seen in my entire life, dude. And they didn't even look at him. They didn't even glance in his direction. If that doesn't say, if that doesn't scream uh, that, that, that that whole entire, uh, you know, awards ceremony, awards, you know, if, if that doesn't scream that the entire Academy is just an absolute pigsty of a, 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 of a, of a, of a place. I don't know what does. 
all they're doing is nominating their buddies and people, oh, look at how he screamed in this movie. Look at, look, the emotion they care about is yelling. You watch the, the, the Lord of the Rings trilogy. You watch the, um, the, 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 the last two movies of the rise of the, or the planet of the apes. And you know what? To hell with it. You watch King Kong. You will see the greatest actor on the, in the history of, of mankind, yo. And you might be thinking to yourself like, oh my gosh, come on, Ben, like Daniel Day Lewis is out there. Like, you know, they're like, you know, there's actors like insane ones out there. No, no, no. Andy Serkis could play any character that Daniel Day Lewis has played, but Daniel Day Lewis cannot do the, 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 the ones that, uh, the Andy Serkis has nobody. And, you know, sure. Maybe it's because, oh, Andy Serkis, you know, like he, he came up in like the visual effects, like side of it. He came up as like a motion actor versus an actor, actor. The key word here is actor. Technology has changed what a motion actor is. No, but, but here's the thing of it. Also, not only has technology changed the, 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 the meaning of the word motion actor, Andy Serkis has changed the meaning of the word uh, motion actor. The guy is nuts. And uh, uh, this this episode was supposed to be was supposed to be about the Batman. And here I am talking about Andy Serkis and the fact that he has not even a nomination. And we're going to we're going to continue on. We're going to continue on because that's it. And I'm pissed. Uh, <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. Um, Robert Pattinson was great as a Batman. Alfred was, gr uh, or Andy Serkis was great as, uh, as Alfred. One of the things I do have to say about, um, Robert Pattinson is he was great as the Batman, but as Bruce, I don't think like he delivered the lines as Bruce perfectly as good as any actor could have. But the thing, uh, ended up being that it, it seemed that the script for Bruce was written for, for to, he, it felt younger than what Bruce actually was, or sorry, it felt younger than what Bruce actually looked. When you look at Robert Pattinson, he is clearly over the age of 30. Like this dude does not look like you're, you're he's, he's not like Edward anymore. He's not super young looking, but the words that came out of his mouth, the minute he took off the mask were the, were those of, a, of an 18 year old guy. He, he takes off the mask and he's listening to Nirvana and Alfred comes in and is trying to tell him all this other stuff like, oh, you got to be careful. You know, like this dude's coming after the Batman, all that kind of stuff. And he's like, I don't care what happens to me. And then like later on, he even says like, you're not my father, Alfred. And I'm just like, wow. Wow. He was written like an angsty teen. Like people have uh, compared him to, or people have called him an emo boy, which I mean, yeah, you could say that, but not he wasn't even emo. Like the one part is that he actually had like eye makeup on like eyeliner because he just got out of the bat suit and he was just like, I don't care what happens to me anymore. It literally felt like I was watching My Chemical Romance, the movie. Uh -huh. <laughs> so that's the only thing I will say. Bruce um, as a character was kind of dull. And one of the things I love I, I, I hate it because of the fact that, you know, like I, I especially, you know, I loved the Christopher Nolan movies. And so I loved that, um, that, um, the Batman, um, and it's been, a, it's been a common theme in, in Batman movies where the bat or Bruce Wayne is not his number. Bruce Wayne is not his, um, secret identity. Um, 
Batman is Batman and Bruce Wayne is the suit. Um, the Joker brings it up in, I believe, one of the comics where he finds out that um, that that Bruce Wayne is the Batman and he says, oh, no, you're not you're, you're not Bruce Wayne in a bat suit. You're the bat in a Bruce suit, um, which I love because that's a reoccurring theme that you get in the Batman is that Batman doesn't care about Bruce Wayne. He doesn't care about being Bruce Wayne. Um, he is the Batman. That's what he that's that's who he is. And Bruce Wayne is a suit that he uses uh, to hide in plain sight, to work in the daytime, you know. Um, but the Batman is his prime identity. Um, and in this one, I liked that they that they did that. The Christopher Nolan ones, uh, you see that he uses that Bruce suit a lot. But in this one, um, it you know he's he's fresh. He's only two years into being the Batman, so he's still like he's seen some stuff and he's at this point where it's just like, I don't care about Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne can die for all I care. Um, but I think at the, towards the end of it, he realizes that there is a lot more he that. And that's one of the things that, that, that keeps coming up in this movie is that Bruce hasn't done anything for his city as Bruce. Uh, he has all this money and all that kind of stuff. And he chooses it. He chooses to try to, you know, take down crime, uh, in the underground at nighttime, uh, versus, you know, keeping up like the renewal plans for his father or that his father set up and everything uh, and actually trying to make a difference uh, in Gotham the way that his father did. Um, so, yeah. Um, but. So, yeah, Robert Pattinson uh, was great as Batman, uh, but Bruce, I feel like could have been written a little bit better just as far as like not making him feel like a child. Uh, either that or you could have cast a younger uh, actor for the Batman um, if you did want to go that route of it being like a younger Batman. That's one of the things I liked about uh, the show Gotham is that they tried to do that. Like you could get a little bit of that young Bruce who's like starting to develop the attitude of uh, of going into the point of like, oh, I'm going to be a vigilante, um, which I liked. I liked that a lot. Um, it... Jeffrey Wright as as Gordon was Perfect. I love Jeffrey Wright as an actor. Uh, if you haven't seen um, Westworld, go watch Westworld. He's incredible uh, in that in that show. Uh, I absolutely love him in that show. Zoe Kravitz is an absolute dime piece uh, as Catwoman. Uh, I don't know why it took us so long to cast her as Catwoman. Uh, she was an obvious choice. She played it perfectly. Her character's storyline was really, really good. Um, I liked that. Um, so like, we can compare her to uh, a couple different Catwoman. Obviously, Halle Berry has played it. Um, I believe somebody else played it in the other in the older movies, which I don't even care about anymore. Um, but um, Anne Hathaway uh, from my generation has also played that movie or that character. Um, between the three, I think Zoe Kravitz um, did do, uh, I, I would say, a better job. Because here's the thing I didn't like about uh, Hathaway and... Um, and uh, uh, Halle Berry's is, which I, I understand that, you know, the character itself, there is a lot of, uh, there is a lot of a, a like, um, sexual side to the character of, uh, of, um, Catwoman. Uh, I mean, it's just kind of like, I guess people for some reason think it's like the innate nature of a cat. Um, and like when a woman, oh, like if a woman like were to turn into a cat or anything like that, like she'd be all sexy and whatnot. And like, she'd be like, you know, meow, all that kind of stuff. Which, I mean, I kind of agree. I get it. Like, cats are kind of wild. Um, but also, like, um, like it, it was the way that the character was written. You know, it was the way that the character was written in the comics. And, you know, it's been that way in, like, all the 
all the uh the, the whatchamacallits the, the the little animated shows and whatnot and so obviously like these you know, these people would want to play it as that um and especially like you know strong female character like doesn't mean she can't have or she can't have like a a, a you know you know, express her sexuality. That's one of the things that, you know, men for a long time have been like really weird about that. They're like, Oh, like you can't express your sexuality. Like, uh, you, you know, all oh, like, well, you, you know, slut or anything like that. Oh. And I just said the word slut. Oops. Um, I don't think that that's a cuss word. Is it? No, no, no. It's just a horrible word that men have used to, uh, to call women. Um, but like you, you get what I'm saying is like it, it has been a weird, like there's like a taste left in men's mouth about that for some reason and i'm just like yeah but you would like it if it was like directed towards you because you're weird and pervy but like oh when it's just all the time like and that that's one of the things that i like uh especially with like um music artists um i mean sadly i'm, I'm bringing her up but cardi b um Nicki minaj uh they they you know kind of started i would say this like huge um i mean there's always been like sex icons like madonna and whatnot uh, but more of recently, because like that, you know, with them, like, yeah, like it, it, I would say it was more tame, uh, like Britney Spears. Like I would still say all that was more tame than what like Nicki Minaj and, uh, you know, Cardi B, Meg Thee Stallion, uh, Saweetie, a lot of like different uh, artists nowadays are doing with uh, Doja Cat. I mean, definitely um, it's different from what a lot of them are doing versus what like a lot of sex icons from back in the day were doing. Um and they're expressing that sexuality more, which is, which is a good thing. I mean, it, you know, every, like guys do it. So what the hell's the difference, you know? Um, but one of the things I got way down a weird, uh, you know, line of, uh, of dialogue there, but Zoe Kravitz with this character, I liked that it was like, she still had that. She definitely still had that. Um, but it was toned down more. Um, and I think the reason I enjoyed that it was toned down more was because it allowed us to focus more on who the character of Selena was, um, like what her concerns were, what her motives were. It wasn't just like, oh, I want to be this like, you know, little sex panther walking through the night, stealing jewelry, all that kind of stuff. No, in this one, uh, she uses the, or mainly when she's using the cat, like obviously she's trying to survive, uh, you get it, you get that feeling a lot more out of this one. She's trying to survive, but obviously, or for the most part in this movie, she is trying to figure out the death of her uh, best friend, uh, Annika, who gets murdered. Um, and that's her whole motive through the entire thing. And her storyline is just fantastic through, throughout the entire movie. Um, and and I, I liked it. And Zoe Kravitz played a great character. Uh, she had way more of a bigger role uh, in the movie than I thought she would, which I enjoyed um, for the most part, like a lot of, uh, you know, other than like Halle Berry's Catwoman. But for the most part, they are kind of just like um, like the side character eye candy, um, like black woman or uh, like Black Widow was in uh, Iron Man one or two, whichever one she gets introduced in. Uh, you know, skin tight leather suit, all that kind of stuff. Whereas in this one, it was it it, it felt she was she was um, the the Batman's like sidekick or not sidekick, but they were they were working together. She was um, you know as good as him in uh, different uh, parts of her of a, of the job, like you know sneaking around and stealing things and whatnot, uh, which was good. I really liked it. Um, I loved their chemistry on screen. Uh, I thought they were incredible. Um, but I also loved that they. Did, they didn't have the same motives. Uh, their interests aligned for, you know, some parts of the movie, but they were not fully working together, uh, 
which you know they did in the Nolan ones too. But I felt like Catwoman in the Nolan trilogy was treated a little differently. Like there was something about it that I, um, I think Anne Hathaway did an incredible job, and it was really cool to see Anne Hathaway play uh, a, a different sort of character character than we've seen her do before. Um, but I did still think that there was it just the, the, it was weirdly zany for the movie. It just felt very weird um, at a place almost um, versus this one just felt a little bit more. It, it was more in the genre of what um, of what we were looking at here. Um, oh, my gosh, this one's going to go forever. This is a 48 minute podcast already. I can never stick to 30 minutes. I'm sorry. There, there's just way too much to say. Um, the Riddler is the most important one for me in, in this movie because your movie is only as good. Sure. Sure. Your movie is only as good as it's, you know, hero, whatever. But I mean, this hero, it's not really a different Batman than we've seen other than the fact that he's m- more grounded and a detective, but the villain is probably one of the more important bits. It's almost as important, if not more important than, uh, than your hero. Paul Dano plays this character perfectly. Um, and I, th- I think like as far as his lines were incredible, he was fantastic, um, you know, uh, playing the Riddler. The one thing I will say is uh, there are certain parts of the movie that I was just like, this is kind of ridiculous. So at one point, <laughs> at one point, he FaceTimes, um, he FaceTimes Batman on some dudes on a phone that he taped to some dude's uh, hand and he's streaming the thing live. And there's just tons of people liking the the, the video. They're like reacting like it's on Facebook live or anything like that. And the reason why that is so ridiculous to me and so funny is because if you have ever in your entire life, if you have ever scrolled through uh, TikTok Live, you know for an undisputed fact that that is exactly how it is. <laughs> Dude, TikTok Live is the most unhinged like part of the of, of society I've ever seen in my life. Obviously, there's like Omegle, like you know, you know, uh, rando chat, and you know, uh, crazy. You know, there's Reddit, there's all this other stuff. Like there's uh, Facebook Live. None of it holds a candle to to TikTok live. TikTok live is an absolute Sodom of uh, 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 it is the Sodom and Gomorrah of uh, of of social media, dude. You will scroll through TikTok live. You will see seven dudes trying to trying to get a ping pong in a water bottle from 80 feet away for 10 hours for 10 hours and begging for like windmills and whatnot on there. And you'll see that. And then you'll see like girls just doing absolutely nothing. They're just sitting there reading the comments, doing nothing. And then you see a dude doing the same thing. And you're just like, what am I watching right now? One time I was scrolling through and I saw a guy, his phone looked like it was, it looked like he was using the phone and did not know he was live. He wasn't responding to comments. He wasn't doing anything. He wasn't saying anything. He was, it looked like he was scrolling through his phone. There is, and he was like in a club. And I was like, why are you live in the club? But also, why am I not looking at the club if you're live in a club? (laughs) Dude, 
And then you scroll past that, you get to these weird, like, and I'm not going to say weird, but you get to these kids who are just like into like cosplay, but not just cosplay. They will sit for four hours dressed up as their character and answering comments as that character. And they'll do like the weird, like movements and all that kind of stuff. And it's nuts, dude, which I mean, like you have a hobby. That's cool. You're cool. That's, that, that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. What I have a problem with is then after after a couple of, of of scrollings down, you get to the weird ones. You get to the really weird ones. You get to the people who bought a puppet for $20 and then just put it on their hand, put the phone facing the puppet, and they talk to people. But then now they do this thing where they will battle each other to see who can get more like donations or get more like like they they don't do it as like money like they do it as like uh you get tokens and then you like you you give people like roses or you give them like you know animated like you know oh let me get a windmill but they will sit there and they'll be like oh yeah dude let's battle and two puppets will battle for your money and then once you get past that weird stuff of people battling each other for like for for roses and personality like points or something like that i don't know once you get past that you get to the weird ones where you're like is this legal is this an actual legal thing that i am watching right now am i watching people just people just live showing live them at work i'm just watching some dude at popeye's chicken make popeye's chicken but but aside from that, like that's not even the weird ones. The weird ones are people dressed exactly like this Riddler was dressed, saying weird, crazy stuff online. And that's the funniest thing about this movie is that the Riddler went live. <laughs> the Riddler went live and started getting likes and hearts and reactions. And he was like yelling, screaming about like, the, about justice and all this kind of stuff he was nuts and people were like people were like enjoying it liking it and it just felt very weird it felt very weird that it was just it was done over live dude it was done over a facetime and it felt like they were battling each other like who's gonna win batman or the joker we're doing this together it was so weird i didn't like that detail specifically but i loved the riddler I loved the Riddler. I loved that um, later he says uh, when 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 he finally gets uh, in jail, he later says that he loved his mask. And that's one of the reasons that he had this weird. I liked that the Riddler, he had this. Um, he liked the Batman. He wasn't trying to, like, take down the Batman. He liked the Batman. He related to him because of the mask. Um, and he even says it. He says, uh you know, I loved my mask. Like it allowed me to be who I truly was. I I've never felt like who I truly, um, was until I put on that mask. Um, and I feel like to some extent, Bruce doesn't want to admit it to himself, but he, he feels the same way. Um, and it was really funny because, uh, he always, you know, he kept saying like, we did this together. We, we did this together. The Batman was like, we didn't do anything together. Like this was all you, like you killed these people. You did this. But in reality, if it weren't for Batman, like doing certain things like Batman made choices that set all of this into motion. 
Batman found the USB drive connected to the, or the thumb drive. Oh, God, disgusting. Batman found the thumb drive. He put it in the computer. He set this whole thing in motion. He found the rat. He brought him to the light. He set this whole thing in motion and did everything. He got played, dude. He got played. And in the end, he lost. Like, sure, it probably wasn't the, 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 the outcome that the Riddler wanted, but in the end, Batman lost. The city flooded, dude. I loved this movie. I loved the, 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 well, I mean, I loved it because, you know, I, I loved uh, the criminess of it. Paul Dano as the Riddler, his character um, was just so, it was so good. It didn't remind me of the Zodiac, but it, it just felt a little bit more um, concentrated on the Zodiac. We got to see a little bit more of what the, Zo like, uh, of the Zodiac in there. And in the Zodiac, there was like a couple things and it just, it didn't feel like, uh, I mean, obviously, because it's based on a real story, but um. Um, I don't know. They, they, they took what the, what the Zodiac was doing and just made, they, there was more theatrics to it. Um, it was kind of like saw kind of like Zodiac. Um, I loved it. I think Matt Reeves did a really, really good job. Um, I liked what he did with the war of the planet of the apes and dawn of the planet of the apes. Um, I'm excited for whatever he does next. Uh, I think he did a good job, but one of the things I will say is, um, if I were to choose somebody and if, if, me personally, I would have loved to see David Fincher uh, take on this uh, this kind of Batman movie. Um, I don't think that Matt Reeves did a bad job at all. I think he did a perfect job, but especially because of how uh, how inspired by uh, like David Fincher's movies it felt, like Seven and The Zodiac, it felt very much like both of those. Uh, I would have loved to see David Fincher take on that task, but I think the thing is that the Batman, the movie, would have worked perfectly as a David Fincher movie without the Batman. <laughs> if you take the Batman out of the movie, it would have, it, it felt like a, it felt like a, a David Fincher movie, um, which is good. That's a huge, that's a huge compliment to, to, to Matt Reeves and everybody who had anything to do with the Batman is you, you David Fincher is one of the greatest directors out there, man. Like, he, you know, he's, his, his lineup is Seven, Zodiac, Gone Girl, Social Network, a bunch of other stuff. The, uh, the, 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 he did, a what was it? Uh, Benjamin Button, which was good. Uh, the girl with the dragon tattoo, Jesus Christ. Um, the, he, he's, he's a goat. He's goaded in the Thoth. Okay. He's great. He's a fantastic director. Um, so definitely, definitely like something to look forward to or something to look up to. Um, I would love to see David Fincher take on uh, take on something like like this. I would love to see what he does with a character like uh, the Riddler or the Joker. Um, and that's the last thing that I have to bring up before. Oh, my gosh, this is a long one. That's the last thing that I have to bring up. They they don't want to say it, but the Joker was in this movie. We all know it was. Barry Keegan played the Joker in this movie. Uh, on IMDb, they list him as unseen Arkham prisoner. We saw him. We know who he is. And the thing about um, the Joker is, obviously, the Joker is not a side character. He, The Joker, like, it's not that he doesn't share a screen with somebody else, but the Joker, as a... Like in 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 a whole, like just the existence of the Joker does not 
scream to me side character. This is this is this is the guy. There is no that like whenever he is in there, he has to be the danger. He's that like just he's that powerful of a character. Um, one of the like weirdly to say like one of the the best like villains um, in general that you can do or that you can use in a movie because um, just because in, in a Batman movie just because of how I mean a iconic but b there's so many angles to take the reason uh, Heath Ledger's Joker worked so well was because. Um, Christopher Nolan, the writers, or you know whoever you know decided all this, they decided that the we were going to have no backstory on the Joker. Heath Ledger's Joker worked so well because you didn't know anything about him, and that's that goes back to what I was saying about like the Joker makes a choice consciously to 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 just abandon who he who he is. And and all he is, all that's left is the Joker. And so he has no name. He barely, like, he has no face. He uses it once in the entire movie. But, like, he, he has no name. He has no face. He has no past. He has no family. He came out of nowhere. He has no records. He is just a mysterious agent of chaos, as he would call himself. And that's what makes him so good, is because... You don't know anything about him, so you have no idea what what his motive is. You have no idea where he, what he's gonna do, and it's horrifying. He's a horror movie character, and he's terrifying because you can't pin it. You can't get you. You don't know what he's doing because you don't know what he's done. You don't know who he is. Um, and that's why Heath Ledger's Joker's worked so well is because there was it was just a there was a mystery that you're never going to solve. Um, you know, who is the Joker? And it's just I like that they never brought him back for a second movie. You know, obviously, like Heath Ledger, you know, passed away, unfortunately. Um, and any other, you know, bad movie director would have brought or tried to bring the Joker back. Um, but Christopher Nolan, I respect the fact that he didn't. But that was it. That was it. Joker gets arrested. He probably goes to Arkham Asylum and it's gone. And that's perfect beautiful because that that's what made Heath Ledger's Joker so good is the mystery who the hell is this guy um and they never give you that answer versus um Jared Leto's like you can th that's the thing about like the, the the Harley Quinn universe um the Jared Leto Harley Quinn universe uh is that there's too much backstory there uh, the 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 introduction of Harley Quinn grounds the Joker in reality. And so you have to take that Joker into a completely different like genre of the Joker. Um, you, you see it in um, in uh, the animated Harley Quinn series on HBO where the Joker now has to be a little bit more grounded in reality. He's not as insane or as chaotic um, or une uh, unexpected as Heath's. Uh, it's a different Joker, more of like uh, what you get from like... Um, I would say like more of what you get like from uh, Jared Leto's or Jack Nicholson. Um, but Jared Leto, again, just took it to a completely different spot. Um, but yeah, um, the introduction of Harley Quinn does it, it. It does make the role of the Joker a little bit different. Um, 
But uh, I think that Barry Keegan uh, and Matt Reeves introducing the Joker was a good idea. Um, you can watch a deleted scene on YouTube uh, with Barry Keegan as the Joker. And I think that that scene it's a deleted scene for some reason that they just released. But I think that that scene is better than the scene we got with him in the movie. Um, personally, I didn't. I, I, I mean, I like the fact that like, oh, like maybe in the next movie, Joker and the Riddler are going to you know team up and it's going to be even more volatile. But that is. That's the thing is uh, you have to, like I said, the introduction of Joker having connections to other people, like having friends or having, you know, a relationship, you have to take that Joker and put him in a different genre. Um, and Barry Keegan, I would say the makeup or the way he looks is more unhinged than 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 even Heath's uh, Joker looked. But the character, I feel like Barry Keegan was struggling. He had an excellent Joker laugh, by the way. Excellent Joker laugh. Very clown-like. But I, I feel like as the Joker, he was struggling to find a, a sweet spot in between absolutely insane and somebody who can actually, who actually like, you know, like, like there, you know, he, it felt like the guy was out of his, out of his mind completely. But at the same time in the deleted scene, Batman was coming to him for advice on another murderer, kind of like a Hannibal Lecter situation. So in that case, I would have said, kind of toning it back and going more of the grounded like Jack Nicholson route, um, sort of, you know, probably more of like a Hannibal Lectory uh, kind of vibe to it than going the, oh, I'm off my rocker. I loved the deleted scene. I think the deleted scene uh, felt a lot better than the scene that they put in the movie with him and Riddler. Um, Joker laugh was incredible. The line where he said, I think you don't care if he likes you or whether he loves you or hates you. I don't think you care about that. I think that you're afraid because you don't you don't think he's wrong. You think they all deserved it. Um, and I, I love that line. I love that these villains challenge Batman, not just physically or not just, you know, in the crime sense, uh, uh, but they challenge him mentally. They make him like villains. Here's the, the horrible thing. The best villains are the ones that aren't always wrong. Thanos made such a great villain because he had some logic behind his behind what he was saying. We are overpopulated as a planet, and that's not like something. That's not an issue. Like obviously, I mean, it's becoming an issue because of the fact that, like, you know, with overpopulation comes like an insane amount of demand on you know food, resources, fuel, all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, like, there's no way to fix that. Like, there is no way to fix that without a cull, without killing hundreds upon thousands of people. And so, that, so, so, like, it isn't, it isn't, a, it isn't an unknown uh, fact that with less population, probably the world would get better uh, because, you know, our, like, how much we consume and, you know, make and all this kind of stuff would go down. Um but at the same time, um, like there is a moral aspect to it. It's like, yeah, but like you can't do that. You know, we could whenever we, you know, if we decide that, you know, we want to 
um, take people off of this planet, we could lower our population significantly and move people to a different planet. Uh, and, you know, this Earth would hopefully come back, you know, from where it's at now, uh, even though I think it's too late. Uh, <laughs> and the new planet, you know, basically splitting that population in half uh, and spreading out. Um, but yeah, I mean, that that takes a technological advancement and technological advancements have been severely, severely held back by capitalism and by people who want to make money because going to Mars isn't going to make money. Going to Mars is only going to waste it, um, which is why it's a stupid idea right now, but also one that like it, you know, if 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 people actually like cared to make it a oh, let's let's make uh, Mars actually livable and we take people over there cool but now like we can see that that's not the plan the plan is oh we're gonna take all of the millionaire trillionaire billionaires we're gonna put them on this boat and sell them tickets like it's a disneyland ride and we're gonna take them to mars there's no there's never gonna be this like it, there's never going to be this like uh worldwide like consensus of like okay we're gonna do we're gonna give people the opportunity to go to Mars and live over there once it becomes inhabitable, like, you know, uh, and we'll have these two populations. There's never going to be that because people are obsessed with making money. They're they are so held back by from seeing the bigger picture with just seeing what they can have now, but also like what they can just have when they die. You know, the legacy is the most poisonous, poisonous uh, concept uh, that that I feel that, that I feel like humanity has become obsessed with. Oh, like what am I going to leave behind when my, when I die? Like, uh, like who am I going to be? Like, what do people call me? All that kind of stuff. Who cares, bro? When you're dead, you're 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 dead. The planet's not going to care about you anymore. You're not like sure you can make a difference. Uh, you know, for people afterwards, like you know, Steve Jobs obviously he's dead, but like his phones have changed the way that you know uh, we use technology. But at the same time, like he's gone. It didn't matter for him. Like, sure, he lived a really good life. That's cool. But you're gone. You, you, there's no more effect you have on the planet. Now, and, and I mean, even in some cases, like, your, your work, your life's work that you put into, you, you have nothing to do with it anymore. Some bozo can come in here and just ruin it. How funny is that? How funny is that? I think that that's nuts. I think we could save the planet, <laughs> but I feel like money is what's holding us back. Uh, is everybody just so concerned with money? Speaking of which, uh, cash at me. <laughs> um, but no, Barry Keegan, uh, I feel like he, he, he's one of my favorite actors right now. I, I love him as an actor. Um, but I, I do think that, um, his character needed to be, more of an if you wanted to introduce the Joker, he needed to have a bigger role, which is why I liked that uh, scene better is because it, it was a bigger role for him in the movie than uh, than what it was, um, what they left in there, um, which the Joker needs. He demands just as a character, the Joker demands more time. You can't just bring him in as like a little like, oh, just a taste kind of character, you know? Um, but yeah, I think that. The movie ending with the seawall breaking and there being a huge flood was the coolest move. Was the coolest thing I've ever seen. It it made the movie 20 times better. Because I was just like, oh, okay, so 
the Riddler just kills a couple people. And that's it. People know people find out the truth and what there's going to be like a riot. Nope. There is no riot. It is literally just everybody drowns. And I love it. <laughs> I loved it. It was so unexpected. It was so chaotic. And when he when he was like, I had it all planned out. We were going to sit here and watch it together. And you're just like, wait, watch what? And the Batman figures it out. Like he goes back to the, the Riddler's place and figures it out. I was like, no way. No, there's no way that they were about to flood Gotham in this movie. And sure enough, they do. And it was awesome. I loved that. Uh, it, it made me love the movie so much more. I loved the movie. I loved Paul Dano as the Riddler. I loved the scene where Paul Dano wasn't dressed as the Riddler. Um, the Riddler had a very weird leathery vibe to him, which was kind of strange. But at the same time, I love that he wore his glasses. Uh, I mean, you know, villains got to see too. <sighs> Man, we got to some weird, we got to some weird points in this podcast. Um, this one is not probably suitable for children. I think I said the word slut a couple times. <laughs> That's not good. That's not good. Um, <laughs> follow follow me on Twitter at TicketRipperPod. If you think any of the, the things that I said are ridiculous, follow me on Twitter. Uh, tweet me. Tweet me. You won't. Weakling. You little, you little baby boy. Weakling. Follow me on Twitter. Um, and then, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can, uh, subscribe to this podcast on Spotify. You can leave me a review on Apple podcasts. I think that helps me. You can also, I think like follow on, uh, Apple podcasts. Um, don't miss another episode. I'm trying to do these every single week. I'm trying to do more relevant movies too. Okay. So don't get on me about that. I know I do movies when they've been out for like five months. I get it. Okay. Okay. I don't even think I've talked about Spider-Man yet. <laughs> <laughs> one of the biggest movies of, of 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 the past like five years and i haven't even talked about it <sighs> okay here we go uh this is gonna be the end of the podcast uh, i'm sorry it was so long i really don't know what came over me i had a lot to talk about apparently bye